Chris Kirkwood signed for Crowbar and you listen to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Hi, this is Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast, and I have one of my favorite people on the podcast today. I've been wanting him on all seven years we've been doing this podcast. We've got Kirk Winstein from Crowbar. How are you doing, sir? Oh, doing good. Thank you. Thank you for doing this, man. Um, you and I share two things in common. We both love the NFL, and we both love Michael Shanker. So I'm so excited to have you on today, man. I'm a huge fan of the band. Thank you for doing this. Oh, thank you, man. Awesome, man. So Zero and Below is out. It's a killer record. It came out uh, uh, March 4th, and we're going to be talking about that today with you. Yeah. Awesome. And you guys are on a tour with uh, uh, Sepultura, Sacred Reich, and I know I'm forgetting somebody, and I apologize. Uh, uh, Art of Shock. Art of Shock. That's awesome. So you guys are touring right now, too. How's that going? Oh, going great. We did all Globe City last night. I think we just pulled up to the venue in Houston today. But everything's going good. No, all four bands. You can ask if I get some on real well. So it's a, it's a really good package. And the tour's going great. Awesome. Yeah, that is. Um, so let's jump into Zero and Below. You released a couple of music videos, The Chemical Gods and then Bleeding from Every Hole. Uh, what can you tell us about those tracks? Uh, just, you know, Chemical Gods was the one we chose as the first, you know, video slash we thought it was kind of uh, you know, right down the middle. It sounds like classic crowbar, maybe just, uh, you know, eased up a little bit. But uh, we didn't want to, you know, the bounds are diverse uh, from song to song. And we didn't want to, you know, do a, a long, slow, neat one or one that was, you know, uh, something that, that might catch people off guard. So we felt like Chemical Gods was a, a great selection. For sure. Sure. such a great album um is it hard for you when you guys go on tour to pick tracks to play from especially when you're promoting a new album when you go back to check, pick classic tracks as well yeah because i, mean, I think at this point after 12 albums i think we have something like 136 songs <laughs> right uh, i mean last night we played nine tracks so you know it's like it, it's it's really difficult i mean of course we're out the record so we did chemical dots very whole in the set uh, every every night on some more uh, and uh, yeah it gets to the point where it's like you know we get, get, get we don't know what to cut from the list or what to add or whatever you know, cause we only get so much uh, time allotted uh, and even, even, even 
was it's like okay you know we play an hour and 15 minutes so you know it might be 14 15 tracks out of 136 so it's really difficult uh when it comes down to picking good songs uh, you know to perform live Sure, sure, sure. I remember the first time I saw you going way back. Uh, I saw you guys open for Morbid Angel on the on the oh, self titled album. That was the first time I saw you guys. So, yeah, it's been a minute. I've been a fan for a minute, so it's yeah. I, I bet it is hard to go back and pick those tracks and stuff. Yeah, because I mean, a certain song you don't like. All oh, that I hate planets collide. You know, like we have to play it. Sure. I said, you know, we're out practicing. We want to put some new tracks in, and uh, it, it, it's impossible. You know, we're not even able to, uh, at this point, um, with uh, you know, on this particular tour, we can't even do one track from each album. Right. Not enough, not enough time in our, in our seven. So, sure. Uh, but uh, you know, but anyway, it's still it's a great live set that we play, and it's tight, it's it's heavy. Awesome. So with Zero and Below, um, when did the writing process begin for this for you on this record? Um, we, we finished up uh, the second leg uh, uh, to COC. Uh, I think we actually got home like August 30th, 2019. Uh-huh. And, you know, we pretty much went right in, you know, straight in the writing mode. And um, by... February of 2020, it was the, the whole zero. I mean, completely written, completely recorded, mixed, mastered, turned into a label of the nine yards, ready to roll, get on tour. And then, of course, COVID hit, you know, so we had to delay the release of record literally two years. Yeah, that sucks. Um, did, did you did you all record the whole album in, in uh, Louisiana? Um, what can you tell us about the track The Fear That Binds You, the opening track of uh, Zero and Below? Yeah, 
the Jordan Pro Boston one. That was the first one that was written for the record. And then the journalist was like, you know what? She's open. What? Open for output. It's marketer. It's, you know, it's got, it's got upbeat stuff, mid tempo, slow stuff. Uh, it's got halftime stuff. So it's, it's a great example of uh, where we're at with Robot right now. Oh, it's such a great way to kick the album off. Um, and then what about the second track, uh, Her Evil is Sacred? What can you tell us about that one? Um, same thing. It's a piece of that. Just, that was actually the second uh, song you know, that we wrote. Uh, the, the, the opening riff is, is one of Matt, Matt Brunson's riffs. And I kind of uh, keep up with the first um, uh, riff. And, you know, just the like, same thing. It's, it's like we're, we're really starting to learn to collaborate. You know, we've met, I've been a long time now, but not sharing this, but, you know, helping out as well. Coming up with, with killer riffs here and there. Uh, really learned how to, like, really the record was put together very quickly. It was not for lack of, I mean, we, you know, we took our time. It wasn't like a rushed thing. You know, there was no time frame, time schedule, no anything. We just, you know, when, when things are clicking, they're clicking. And, sure. You know, just keep the machine moving. And that, that's kind of like what we did with, you know, with that track as well. Awesome. And then what about the next track, uh, Confess to Nothing? What can you tell us about that one? Oh, that's a, that's a drop A, like normal standard. And that's a drop A track. And that, the opening track, uh, uh, the opening, opening riff, excuse me, of that one is one of Matt's riffs as well. And it, uh, it's, it's a killer riff, I you know, give, give me a minute, and I kind of wrote the verse and everything off of off of this idea. That that's what we like to do is, you know, like um, you know, if somebody comes up with something. A lot of times, I, I, I want to come up with an initial idea, but being the main arranger, being the lyricist, and vocalist, um, <laughs> I'll take somebody's idea and run with it. And that's a perfect example of that. You know? Oh, it's a it's a that's a killer track too. I love that one. Uh, and then just musically, what about what about Chemical Gods, the next track? From- uh, I, mean, I came up with, uh, you know, the main riff, opening riff, whatever you want to call it, and the, chorus, and the middle section was, you know, got, got to a part, you know, the point of the song where, all right, this, this is killer, it's got a great groove, it's heavy, you know, we're loving it, you know, we need something else, and Matt said, man, I got a riff. And it was the middle section, so, you know, we, that was a perfect, uh, Way to kind of get with the song arrangement to have the song, you know, take you somewhere else. I mean, you totally get, you know, when you get to that point of the song, it just it's like a totally, total shift of gears and uh, just brings in a whole new element to it. So, I mean, I, I laid a bunch of home songs on top. Uh, this is, you know, and it takes a real, you know, pretty piece of music. So, it's a great way to break it up and then we can kick back into. Uh, the main, you know, riff to to put the end there, and it's even you know heavier and, and more aggressive than, than the beginning of the song. Uh, it's it's a, such a great track. Um, and then the next track, "Denial of Truth." What can you tell us about that one? I mean, that was intentionally written. Uh, actually, actually, I wrote I wrote that one. I think I wrote, I wrote all that. Um, that was intentionally a doom track. I was like, dude, we need, we need like a real, like a traditional doom song. It's something that we kind of got away from about little over the years. Kind of tried to bring back a lot of the new elements uh, that we had early, early in, in our career um, on, on, the, on the new record. And uh, so the knowledge of the truth is, it came out great. You know, it's just got the real haunting, melodic. 
Jones at that performance. Um, and, but you know, that song is, is absolutely It's a, I love that track. I think that one's really cool. Um, uh, and then, of course, uh, Bleeding from Every Hole. What about musically on that one? <clears throat> uh, so it was one of those where we, you know, we were kind of, uh, majority of the tracks at that time that were written for mid-tempo. Uh, and I said, we need something kind of hard. We need something really, really aggressive and hard. And, and uh, so, you know, it's, it's really it, Oh, I bet. I bet it sounds fucking amazing. Um, and then track seven, it's always worth the gain. What can you tell us about that one? such a I love that track I think it's great uh, let's see and then Crush Negativity what about that one That's another really good track, lyrically, too. I love that. Let's see. And then Remaining a Lie. What about that one? Yeah, I, I I really like it, man. It's an it's fabulous. And then the last track, Zero and Below. What can you tell us about that one?
guitar on it that was twenty five It's such a fabulous record, man. I love your all's records, too, because it's not like a track thing for me. It's like the whole thing. You take in the whole new Crowbar album, you know, and you go back through any of your catalog, and I love that. Every time you get a new album, it's like, okay, what have they done this time? And it's so it's so solid, and you guys always put such, such good stuff, so thank you for that. It's so awesome. Um, yeah, of course. Um, can you tell us about the cover art for Zero and Below? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Jamie Just actually uh, came, I got with the guy, kind of came up with the concept, and uh, it just fits. You know, the whole zero below thing is just the whole vibe of the record to me. It's kind of, for some reason, it's kind of like a wintery feel, which I like. It's kind of cold and dark, and, and, uh-huh. and uh, you know, doomy and, and uh, the artwork. He did, he did a great job on that with the artwork. And it, it really fits. Uh, you know, to me, it looked it looks like the record sound. And that's important. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's fabulous, man. Um, and I've got to ask you about this. So, as far as like uh, touring, uh, when you guys finish this, do you have any plans after like after that? What you guys are going to do, Crowbar West touring wise? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you too. Uh, so let's let's talk Saints football here, man. You're a huge fan. Um, every t- I, I saw you guys one time with Goat Whore a few years ago. It's been several years back now, I guess. And and you were <laughs> you went on some kind of like AFC South. I was like, God. I mean, I love it, man. I love your enthusiasm. I'm a huge football fan. I love it. Tell me, tell me what what's what, what do you think about the whole Sean Payton leaving thing? Tell me about that. I mean, I think it was time. I mean, that what he could do. Um, no, you really. I mean, considering you know, I mean, the, really when when Drew retired, that was just kind of you know, it's a whole we're in a whole sure. another uh, realm of everything right now with Saints football, and I really don't know what to take or what to do. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's so odd to not have. So y'all will certainly get a chance for him. Uh, to me personally, I, I don't think James Winston is an answer. Although I mean, he was doing well when he got hurt. Sure. Apparently, apparently he's our guy. I personally think we should have tried to draft up and get 
get get a you know what could potentially be a franchise quarterback. I mean, I know the kids from Pitt is uh, oh Pickett. Yes, yes. And uh, I, I was personally, I was a, trying to try to actually you know um, trade up and him. And you know, if you have a year or two where he's got his, you know, he's learning and he's young and whatnot. But I mean, I'd like to you tell know, myself and all my friends and the Saints fans are like, if that if that kid ends up being like a, you know, star uh, franchise, like quarterback somewhere, and, and you know, he didn't try to get him. I just don't see it. It's like, and then I found out the other day we signed Andy Dalton. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but I mean, it's like, we just don't have a, you know, I mean, went from having a superstar quarterback, franchise guy, lucky to have that for all these years, to just every, everything is just unclear right now. We don't know, you know. We really don't know. Boss Armstead, you know, we're off to tackles. It's amazing. You know, to, the, to the Dolphins. Yeah, he went to the Dolphins, yeah. Yeah, just retired and just like you know is Michael Thomas going to actually play well you know he hasn't he didn't play one down last year and he's hurt the year before and you know he's making a gazillion dollars and he hasn't done shit so he's he's really up in the air like as, as far as what we believe you know is, is he, does he have the talent absolutely there's a reason he caught more passes than anybody in the league for two years in a row uh, it was a pro bowler you know are you talking about Thomas yeah, Michael Thomas. But it's Man, he's a on. he's a monster when he's on the field. Well, yeah, but I mean, he, you know, he didn't play it down last year. So oh, I know. He's got a lot to prove. You know, to us, it's like, okay, is he going to step up and be what he is getting paid to be? Or right. Is he just a, like, did he just want the money and he's just done? You know. So right. We'll, we'll, we'll see. So it's going to be a the Kamara thing's game. a mess too, Kirk. You know it. What's that? The, the Kamara mess. That's oh all. god, yeah, that, that was just that sucks, dude. He's such a great back too, you know. Yeah, no, he's awesome. But I mean, you know, that that was just uh, totally, you know. I mean, what I bring it up to me, I mean, he deserves to be in prison. You know? Sure, it's, it's, it's crazy. So who knows? I mean, you know, Godell always worried about some money and, and, and ratings and whatever. I mean, he made. You know, suspending for a year or eight games or whatever, we don't know. But I mean, you know, I, I mean, I think kind of fucked his whole career up, in my opinion, which is really sad. You know, I was surprised you all didn't trade. And I don't, I, and again, I don't want to step on your toes with this. I know you're a big Saints guy, but I, I was surprised from a franchise that y'all didn't try to get, uh, what's his name, from uh, Watson from the Texans. We did. I'm oh, did, oh they did? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we were one of the few teams that he apparently. Um, met with more than once. Um, so he basically strung along the Panthers for like well over a year, kind of acting like he really wanted to go there. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we tried everything we could to get him, and then he ended up, you know, in, in Cleveland. So it's just, it's just the nature of the business. You know? He's probably going to get suspended still, they're, they're saying. It's very possible. Although, I mean, it's hard to suspend somebody when, when that's no legal law. Uh, oh, I know. You know, action being taken against him. Kamara's a different thing. You know? Sure, sure. He fucked up. He's guilty. Right, know? right. This is not really a sense of much about it. Well, you know, to talk to you just as a football fan, I kind of feel like the Texans maybe over-exaggerated some of the stuff just to get him out of there because they were mad at him for wanting to leave. Yeah, I mean, he's been talking about wanting to be traded for a long time, so it's, it's, it's possible. I mean, you never know because these guys make so much money, you know, and it's like, you know, not the, the only, you know, I mean, we, we 
truth, but I mean, you know, the fact that there's actually no real uh, official legal action being taken against him makes it kind of hard, in my opinion, right. for him to be suspended. Absolutely. Uh, like time, but, but then again, you still have to question, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, uh, his, whole, his whole personality, his whole, his whole mindset, his whole everything. It's, I mean, yeah, that stuff is true. You know, it's like, I was, I was shocked, you know, with the Kamara incident. Uh, and like I said, in my opinion, as much as I love him as a football player, you know, that was a really stupid, stupid thing to do. And, you know, I mean, you know, to me, he deserves to put prison. Sure, you know, sure. I was going to tell you, too, It's got. I was looking at some stats before I called you, because I, I hope it's cool we're talking football. I've always wanted to talk football oh, sure. with you. Um, it, it's literally been like a dream for me to sit here and do this. It's so cool. Um, they One of these guys on CBS Sports has you all taken uh, Coral from Ole Miss in the second round. So. See, I would kill Well, I think, he, I think he may still be there. Um, he, he I, might. He's really good, though. I watched him. You want to hear the other one? This is one Kirk I think would be a, a, a home run for you guys. I don't know what you think or how much you ever got to watch this guy play or how much college ball you watch. But oh, they Okay, sweet. Okay, well, then you're going to know who I'm talking about. The other guy at CBS Sports has got you all taking that cat from the Bearcats, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah, I got I know. Ritter? Ritter, I think is his name. Okay, I know who you're talking about. But yeah. I'm, I'm, he hell he's he's 6-4. He's pretty big. <laughs> Are you happy with Dennis as your as your your defensive coordinator moving up as head coach? Yeah, I mean he only took that side to side. You know, you went from like an offensive minded genius of John Payton to you know a defensive uh, you know genius of Dennis Allen. But I, I think he's great. I think he's he'll, he'll make a great head coach. I mean, I, I was happy that we you know we actually just elevated him to head coach and, uh, instead of getting somebody else. You know, I, I think he'll. he'll Oh, I think yeah, he's he's great, man. I mean, he's. I think I think you all have the unsung defense in the NFL. I don't think people give them enough credit. Um, yeah, Cam so. Cam Jordan's got them boys running, man. <laughs> he's <laughs> they they they're 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 scary to watch. I remember I watched that game live. I'm sure you did, where they all shellacked Green Bay. <laughs> I was oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like there. I mean, there's bunches of teams you should like, but I'm just saying, you know, it's it's. See, I, I think Dennis will be good for you guys. So, um, yeah, me too. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of you know things to be optimistic about. My, my, my biggest concern is quarterback and the, the Camara situation, and then is Michael Thomas going to step up and play a full season, being extremely productive, or is he just done? You know, sure. Sure. You know, he was, man, he's he's so talented when he's on the field, you know. Oh, absolutely. You, you, wait, so you can't guard Mike? <laughs> no, no. I mean, he's just going to take, you know, take when he's healthy and playing, you know, so it's for the best of him. 
Well, we'll we'll see what they end up doing. Like I said, I think I I could see you all moving up and getting Pickett in the draft if he's still there. The thing that would scare me is fucking Atlanta and fucking Carolina are so high up in the draft. They're saying they're going to take either Pickett or the kid from Liberty. So I think that's why a lot of these people have you all taking Matt Coral from Ole Miss. So yeah, I think the Ole Miss kid is great. He is. He's got a cannon of an arm. If you got to watch him, he's man. I tell you though, I, I think you're right about Pickett though. Pickett looks like he may be ready to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, he's a very, very, uh, you know, uh, big words, but you know, I mean, you never know. He could, he could end up being a could be like a Joe Burrow type. You know, uh, I don't know if it's quite that, that good. Right. You know, I'm gonna be that good that quick, you know, that quick. As I mean, Burrow really barely played the first season, second season. Sure. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you another one just to, to, to talk football with you. I think Herbert on the Chargers is going to be a stud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I really do. And I'm not I'm not a Chargers fan, but I'm just saying, you know, like, damn, he's he's pretty fucking fun to watch. <laughs> no, totally, totally. Man. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, for us, I mean, we're all, you know, uh, you know, during the whole thing, I mean, we've been on tour for over a month. So during that whole thing, we watch, you know, pretty much every day. Um, you know, in the NFL network, the whole line, you know, sure. and, uh, you know, and just trying to keep up with it. But um, but anyway, but yeah, man. So hopefully, you know, like I said, I'm just gonna be optimistic with the with uh, Saints and hope for the best. Yeah, man, I wish the best for you. Dude, zero and below's out right now. Guys, thanks for letting... Kirk, thank you for doing this, man. I'm a huge fan. Oh, Good luck with everything. Zero and below kicks ass, and, and, I, and all my best to you, man. I appreciate you doing this.